Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jesse Kiefer from the Grolix Podcast, which you can always find at GrolixPodcast.com. We are part of the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yes, it's a mouthful. I'm super excited tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because I am kicking off our new segment called Grolix Bites. Grolix Bites is a quick segment. It's centered around a specific topic that we kind of choose depending on what's going on. It is additional content. We're not going to uh, supplement the main show. The main show is still going to be the main show, but what this is is an opportunity for the hosts of the Grolix podcast, which would be myself, Randy, Melanie, to kind of go ahead and sound off on the different news items that pop up in the middle of the month that are kind of time-sensitive and sort of become old news by the time we actually get to sit down and record the monthly show. That way, we get to keep the monthly show a little bit more timeless, and uh, we can still respond to those things that pop up. The format is kind of fluid, and we're kind of working it out right now. It might change, and the hosts are probably going to rotate. In the, in the future, it might be Randy. It might be Melanie. It might even be one of our Grolix podcast super friends, like uh, Axton Kaler or Holly Kiefer, who have both been on the show before. Um, who knows? But with that... For this inaugural episode, it is Holly Kiefer and I chatting about Planet Comic Con 2015 in Kansas City, Missouri. Woo woo! All right. Before we get started, really quick disclaimer. We are trying out a new microphone and we are recording live at home. So if you hear dogs snoring or that kind of thing, um, that's why you're hearing those things. Is that This is authentic in-house radio. Yeah. So real quick, Holly Kiefer, mm-hmm. how are you? I'm peachy. Good, good. <laughs> I mentioned in the intro that we were going to have Grolix uh, podcast super friends on the show. Holly has been on the show before. If you go back into our episode uh, list on com, you can find that episode. It is called Border and Chaos because of our Border Collie. <laughs> so super friends i like it <laughs> all right so what i thought we'd talk about today is uh planet comic-con 2015 that we recently attended now it's it's going on almost a month ago uh <laughs> you know life gets busy uh you kind of take a break from reality when you go down to a con uh but this was the first time that you went down to planet comic-con and i uh, thought that you might be interested in telling us a little bit about how it is for you as a new attendee to a slightly bigger con. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into that, what about the cons that you've been to in the past? Because you've you've attended cons with me here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the cons that you've been to? And um, maybe just real briefly, what are some of the experiences that you've had with like the smaller cons and uh, the local cons? Gosh, I thought it was going to be hard enough just trying to talk about a con I went to a month ago. Now you're going to make me, like, track back into 
every con I've ever been to, which isn't a big list, so it shouldn't be too hard. Uh, British Fest, um, which you tabled at. Uh, that was definitely, uh, that was the most recent con besides Planet. Um, that one was, it was a lot of fun. It was really busy. Uh, and it's a lot of the things that I love in terms of, like, celebrating the weird. I'm a little bit of an Anglophile. So British Fest was kind of sensible to go to. And that, the one before that was, uh, Contagion? Yeah, Contagion, yeah. And that has been several years ago now. Yeah. Those are the only cons I've been. I think those are the cons I've been to. And at that one, let's go, we're going way back. Yeah. Uh, that was one of Omaha's um, attempts at kind of a bigger con. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one we had Jewel Slate at it was kind of the Slate. big. I always mess that up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, for the Firefly fans out there, that's uh, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. So. She was kind of the guest of honor at that one. And mm-hmm. so we went to, uh, that was the big thing to see that day was the Q&A with her. Mm-hmm. And so we went to a couple of panels at that one. Um, I went I went all weekend, and I think I talked you into going on Saturday, which was the bigger day. Yeah, I think so, because it was the same day as the Omaha Arts Festival. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. true. So... Um, out of those, you know, out of those cons, uh, what did what have you found that you really enjoyed? Uh, I like to people watch. I always have. So, and you know, cons are fantastic for people watching because one, there's about a billion people. It feels like, and two, it's the uh, the cosplayers. You know, you get to see this this excellent pe- group of people that are have put a lot of effort into um, this really cool uh, costume. And way of appearing, and some people will even like stay in character the whole time, so that can be really um, interesting to watch and watching people's reactions um, to things like that. Because I think, yeah, because I mean, when you go back to Contagion, that was even before I started watching Doctor Who. So right, right. So I remember looking at the TARDIS and being like, "That's really cool." I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, there's a photo of me like pretending to peer into the TARDIS, and I have no clue. I'm like, it's a big blue slab. <laughs> right. Uh, so, and then to now, <laughs> the next con being British Fest, having watched all the new Who and some of the old Who as well, um, and totally getting most of the things that are coming by me. Um, you went to an awful lot of uh, panels at that one. Or at British you, Fest? Yeah, or you, it seems like you went to more panels, at mm-hmm. least. What did you think of the panel experience? Panels are fun. I, I like that... Um, it's a little bit more structured, which I think can be really useful when when you've been walking around a con and you're just banging into people left and right. Um, that's a little bit more chaotic. Uh, so I like that element of, of panels and like you, you know what you're walking into. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's ju- let's go ahead and jump ahead to our actual topic, which is Planet Comic Con. Um, right. Th- this was my second year. So I had gone the year before a uh, road trip with a bunch of the guys and we just spent the one day there and we talked about this. I believe we talked about this in the uh, first or second episode ever of Grolix podcast. So again, you can go uh, to the Grolixpodcast.com, look at our past episodes and, and look that up if you're interested. Um, but that was a much more condensed experience for me where I had to try and get everything I wanted to do done in a day and it was uh you know i kind of had my plan and i went in and i was going to do those things i, I kind of had plan a and plan b b 
these are the things I have to see, these are the things I want to see, these are the things I could live without seeing, or I could try to do that, you know, at a different con in the future. And so that was really kind of slam-bam, get-things-done style of conning, and I had a lot of fun. But we wanted to go back this year, and uh, I, like, experiencing that, I definitely was interested to see uh, how you felt about uh, this bigger con, because for me it was a little bit of like, wow, you know, the, the cons I've been to locally locally have been a lot of fun. They're just, uh, it's almost a totally different beast. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And, and, and that's what we're going to kind of get into today. Uh, we, we decided this time to go for the full three days so that we could get the full experience. And so... Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the beforehand. What were the things that we did to kind of get us ready for uh, the three days, like lodging and, and, and looking ahead? And what you, and, and in that, what were the things we did and what were the things we wish we did? <laughs> Always write a checklist. Always write a checklist. <laughs> We didn't write a checklist. Actually, I did. I had one, but then I, it was like, this is the things that need to happen. These are ideas, la, la, la. And then when it came to, like, packing, we didn't have a checklist. Um, not completely. Not a, a con-specific, if you're, like, super crave organization like we do. We, we do really well when we're organized. Um, so it was a matter of getting a lodge, lodging set up, and that we selected a loft really nearby, uh, that was, uh, an Airbnb. Uh, Airbnb is, if you're unaware, is the, uh, company that allows people to put up their own living space, uh, for people to come and stay in. Some people will just like lease a room in their house while they're there. Some people will lease you their entire space. Um, some people will have like multiple rooms in their house that have multiple Airbnb people staying with them. And so it's a way to be able to do this, like, on the cheap, but at the same time, connect with locals. So your locals can tell you like great places to eat, uh, great places to visit, things to do in the area where you might, I mean, you could potentially get that from a hotel, but, um, it's more of a, uh, I, I feel more of a flavorful experience. If you can actually talk to someone who lives in the area and, uh, yeah. So they, uh, so we got this really sweet loft, um, like, half a mile from the convention center. And, uh, that was, that was kind of a godsend. Cause it was a nice, it wasn't a huge apartment, but it was big compared to like what you'd be in a, in a hotel room. Um, nice and private, totally mod. It was great. Uh, all the amenities of home really. Yeah. Yeah. Like a kitchen, we cooked, um, uh, you know, I made enchiladas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were amazing. And we sat on the couch and like watched Netflix. It was just like coming home afterwards in a way. Um, cause there was a lot of stuff going on in Kansas city at the same time, including the NCAA. There's the big 12, uh, Crap. semifinals. Yeah. Basketball. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What did you think about the, so the distance, that was a big deal for me because I, did not want to be driving to and from the convention center. Yeah, we, we parked in a parking garage, the, like the apartment complex's parking garage, and we walked the whole time. We I drove we, once yeah. to go to a grocery store. 
Yeah. And that, that was, wasn't fun either. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> because there was all sorts of construction and things that we didn't know. So, so. construction, a convention, another convention, because there was an anime convention, too, and the Big 12. Yeah, it was a busy weekend. So glad we didn't stay in a hotel. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one of the things that we didn't know, mm-hmm. uh, and I kind of wish we had like done a little bit of research on, was what other events were happening, because... Um, after a long day at that, you know, after that first long day at the con, and it wasn't really that long, but, you know, after that first day at the con, we wanted to kind of do some things after the fact, but we didn't realize that every place was going to be kind of booked with people watching the semifinals. Mm-hmm. So that the handful of places that we were going to go to right near the apartment were already super booked with things that were happening mm-hmm. to the point where it was like standing room only. Yeah. But, you know, learning experience. And, I mean, granted, and it was Casey, too, and it was a beautiful weekend. So we could walk around. We hit uh, a couple of really neat farm-to-table restaurants in the area. Um, And we were able to connect with my friend Kathy, who I didn't even know was going to be there. So we were like, holy crap. So we got to connect, which was really nice. Um, And So if you're listening, guys... uh Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We had a good time. Yeah, it was really awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm just remembering that food. Oh, yeah. Oh, the food. Near downtown. It was yeah. kind of off of downtown. It was less the than convention a... convention center area. Less than a mile away from the uh, convention center. Mm-hmm. Oh, the market. The, se- the second one we went to for brunch, for Sunday brunch, that was at, in the market. West Side Local. That was where we went to for lunch on Saturday, and then we went to brunch on Sunday. Uh, and the coffee and, was like quail. Yeah. Quay. Quay. Quay coffee. Quay coffee. That was the place. So good food. Good food. Good coffee at the Quay coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the other stuff. That was the main... I mean, we went to the grocery store. That was really nice uh, just to get food to crash out to. Um, walking around the area was nice, except for the shoes. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, let's let's go back then. Let's talk about day one. Day one, we walked down to the convention center, um, figured out how to check in and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so tell them about your shoes. I wore my Vibrams. Okay, so Vibrams, if you don't... Uh, care about barefoot shoes <laughs> are they're they're called the toe shoes is what people often call them they're um called vibram five fingers and they look like gloves for your feet um so they kind of allow you to be like your barefoot but without being barefoot um and so this is the first time i had worn them for an extended period of time all winter um walking on cement duh um <laughs> then we got into the con, so you walked... Walking what? some more. Yeah, you walked a half a mile down to the convention center, and then we uh, we hit we hit con day one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, lots of walking when you're at the con. And even Which, if you're not walking, you're on your feet a yeah, lot of time. Yeah, so it, it was kind of like, well, <laughs> that was smart. <laughs> So that was a learning experience. Like, you know, because I can handle walking around on those things for a long period of time. I do it. But that was my first time out. That that was like bringing out green feet. And it was just not well thought out. So we ended up going back. Um, 
to the apartment at one point because we were kind of kind of go back and then kind of go back and forth. And so I was really glad that I brought my tennis shoes um, that had better uh, cushion for my heels. Uh, so that ended up working out better. Okay, so these days are all just going to kind of blend together. So at this point, let's just kind of comment on the con. Uh, first of all, um, going for we're, let's let's talk about going from uh, I suppose the Quest Center is is the biggest con that we'd been to uh, before that. Uh, this took place in the Bartle Hall part of the Kansas City Convention Center. Uh, tell us about how that's different. It's really big. Really big, and they opened up even more space. Yeah, it was big, <laughs> and the that initial that Saturday morning, that standing around, um, was waiting to get into the con was like wow, which had its own kind of experience in and of itself because you got to have a really good look at some of the cosplayers, um, and then just how much there was, just so much so on day one it it wasn't we got there after the whole thing opened up so there wasn't a whole lot of waiting around there wasn't a lot of check-in um it was pretty much get in you know you could get right in um the friday and sunday days of a con day one and day three are usually a little bit less um packed you know, <laughs> a little bit more easygoing. And so we got a few things done in, on those days that, you know, would have been a little bit harder to do on Saturday. Uh, is there any good way to describe Saturday? I'm seeing big eyes. I'm trying to come up with a way that doesn't involve profanity. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything like it? Is there ever like if if a convention is its own kind of situation... What is the closest thing you can think of that would describe kind of the wall-to-wall people-ness of, of Saturday? My teacher once, my yoga teacher once described uh, traffic in India as rush hour traffic on the biggest roads you could possibly think of, and they let the circus out at the same time. <laughs> I think that's... I think that might, I might be prepared for traffic in India because I've been to a convention. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think there will be quite as many Deadpools. Or Wookiees. Or, or Wookiees in India. I'm not ruling it out, but, hmm. And I'm, and the thing is, I'm really, really, I felt bad because I realized how good I am at bobbing and weaving. Like, when I go to concerts, I can just duck through people. I can uh, maneuver pretty rapidly. Um, I don't realize that the people behind me often can't, um, who are following me. So I realized, um, partway through the day that Jesse wanted to kill me <laughs> because he couldn't keep up with me because I just, Oh, I could have, but I would have been knocking over children <laughs> to do so. That's what I mean. He couldn't kindly keep up with me. Um, because I do, I just kind of make my way through. So here, here, let's talk about some of the big, uh, the big things that you see at a con and you've kind of already touched on, on the cosplay, uh, talking about some of our smaller local cons. Uh, how did, uh, how did planet stack? How did, uh, or how did it compare? Uh, well, it was so much more crowded. So, I mean, there was just a, a, a bigger sea of people and more Deadpools than I ever thought possible. I mean, I know that's kind of 
how many Deadpools are you going to see? Uh, yeah. Thing that seems seems to be pretty common in cons right now. Um, but I don't. I mean, I should have counted. I think I lost track. Uh, you started giving them names like uh, action figure variants, like you had. Yeah, I had I had uh, French lingerie, French made lingerie Deadpool. He was my favorite. He had thought bubbles and everything, different colored bubbles for talking and for thinking. Um, there was Dancing Deadpool, the one with uh, uh, boombox running around that he would. Or he was like attached to him, I think. Yeah, he had like a backpack, and that he had would it. like run around dancing. Um, there was oh, steampunk Deadpool was, that was really, really cool. Well done. Yeah. yeah, that was really really well done. Um, because that that had the potential to go really wrong, but it was it was really cool. I can't really think of any other Deadpool's that were okay. So besides Deadpool's, um, what were your favorite cosplays? Lilu Dallas Multipass. Yeah, that was the one that you actually took a picture of, mm-hmm. right? I saw some pretty good um, Power Rangers. Yeah, there were some good Power Rangers. Um, I was annoyed by the purple and pink furry things. I really wanted to see the Free Hugs Wookiee, and... Um, I don't, I'm not even certain what you're talking about. <laughs> there were just these... I, I'm sure that, like, um, someone would recognize what they were, but uh, I did not. But there was a lot of purple and pink fluff on them. And so, like, furries? Ah, uh, maybe? But no. But yes. <laughs> I don't okay. know what they were, but they had a lot of pink and purple on them, and I saw them everywhere. And I saw the hugging Wookiee once, and I didn't get a hug because it was surrounded by people. I was upset about this because I saw him once, and I saw those other things that I didn't give a crap about everywhere. The uh, 501st was in full force. They did almost like a parade-style walkthrough past yeah. the uh, the con line on Saturday, so there was a lot of really good professional-grade uh, Star Wars cosplay for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of photo op. So, does that cover it? Cover uh, cosplay? Do you think? Yeah, there was one gal walking around with like enormous wings. Oh yeah, she became kind of the topic of uh, of Saturday for sure because it's like, well, how do you make sure you have plenty of room in line? <laughs> yeah, you, you add gigantic wings to your costume. Yeah, but they folded down, so at least there was that. So she had maneuverability. So we got to meet uh, my corner. From the Timey Wimey Puppet Show. Yeah. And uh, bought one of his sock puppets, much to your chagrin. Although you did, in, you did seem to enjoy... Uh, I like puppets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like your puppets. Okay, see, that's... <laughs> I was waiting for the other shoe. <laughs> that's me. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty cool, at least for me, because... Uh, I got to mention that I sat in on Mike's panel at British Fest because he's been to a couple cons. This is the first time we were able to actually catch his his show in the big room. And uh, it was cool because he recognized me from Facebook, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you don't realize the reach that you have Mm -hmm. and that people will actually remember who you are. So uh, that was a pretty cool moment. Um, What were some of the other highlights like uh, in the Artist Alley? Katie Cook. Katie Cook was pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, we did that on the last day. Uh-huh. So thankfully, we were able to get into her line. From what I understand, her line on uh, Saturday was around behind the... It, it, like, 
curved back around behind the tables and behind the booths. Mm-hmm. It was she. Well, she's there for those that don't know the whole body of Katie Cook's work. Katie Cook is well known as one of the uh, would be IDW uh, My Little Pony artists. So she was busy. So it was interesting to uh, be able to meet her and and see her at work because she was doing all those mini paintings that she does, and she would just whip one of those out real quick, and it was kind of a really cool and unique little product that she was selling there. On day one, we picked up uh, we picked up a commission that I had done of my character Tank Monkey, TankMonkeyComic.com, uh, done by Kelly Williams, and I got to uh, meet and chat with. Uh, Christian Sager and, and Kelly Williams, who are also known for uh, The Cabinet, which is an excellent graphic novel that is based on um, kind of historical events, a historical horror graphic novel, if you will, uh, which we've reviewed on the uh, podcast. So take a look, and uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode. And uh, so that was that was pretty interesting, getting to... Uh, connect with people that I've met on Twitter, but haven't met in real life. Uh, speaking of people that we've reviewed on on the show before, uh, we met the Canon in the Clouds folks and got to connect with them, who we did a review for. And they uh, and I mentioned this on the monthly show, uh, but they really were very genuine, uh, very cool people. So it was very exciting to be able to connect with them as well. And you know, I think the biggest moment in Artist Alley, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was getting to meet Stan Sakai. Mm-hmm. For sure. Fill us in on, on kind of the story of meeting him. Oh, uh, we we had brought some uh, Usagi Yojimbo to have signed for Jesse's brother, who was a fan, and... We popped in, had him sign it, and we also bought one of his sketchbooks, mm-hmm. right? Made a donation because he was he would do a quick sketch if you donated to the Jap- the Japanese-American Heritage Museum. Museum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just made the donation because I was like, this is really cool. And then we were talking to him a little bit and mentioned how this was going to be a birthday gift for... Uh, for Jesse's brother, whose birthday was actually that day. And he's like, give me your backboard. Okay, uh, because with the comic that we had brought to have him sign, and so he he takes the is a whiteboard black backboard what do you call it? I just call it the uh, board his comic backing yeah. board yeah uh, and he takes it and he starts drawing out this great sketch of Usagi Yojimbo and writes Happy Birthday yeah um, yeah so he personalized it. it and he he was uh, offering like headshots of Usagi Yojimbo but this is a full yeah this is no. a full sketch so that was really cool it was it kind of made our day. And he was talking about how um, the donations, he, I mean, how much money he had raised even just that day, like $400 for the yeah. Japanese American Museum. And when he had been gone out to um, San Diego Comic-Con, he had raised like $3,000, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody who's doing a lot of really good um, giving back. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious how much he wound up with because that was on. That was early Saturday. Yeah, or no, it was Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. That, wow. We, we got a lot of our uh, signatures, which is a great segue right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of our main signatures on uh, Friday because you know the traffic was down a little bit, and, mm-hmm. uh, and most of the people were there on Friday. So, mm-hmm. um, should we talk about that? Should we go into media guests? Sure. Okay. So 
on Friday, like we said, we kind of tried to hit all of our uh, signature hounding or, or uh, hunting, mm-hmm. get those out of the way. There was a lot of good media guests at, at this year's. Uh, there were several that had to, for one reason or another, uh, cancel. Like John Barrowman was scheduled to uh, be there, and he had to cancel out um, for you know conflicts in the schedule and whatnot. And that's not uncommon. But there were still you know huge huge names there. And so on day one, we uh, we hit a few to go ahead and tick them off of our list. Mm-hmm. The first one that we went to was Caitlin uh, Blackwood, mm-hmm. who um, played the youngest Pond. Yeah, the initial uh, appearance of Amelia Pond. In Doctor Who season, I think it was five, mm-hmm. series, because it's the UK and they call it series instead mm-hmm. of seasons. So we, we got to meet her, um, really short line, very polite, quiet. Young lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always got to have an awkward con moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, this poor young lady uh, got to be my awkward con moment. Uh, because when you get up to when you get up there and you pay your, your fee, uh, you get to choose a eight by ten photograph. So what does uh, what does Jesse the uh, jerk? Well, I was going to say teacher. Uh <laughs> what does what does he do? He uh looks at all the photos and 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 picks out the one uh where she's smiling and goes, "Oh, well, let's do this one cuz at least she's smiling in it." <laughs> Which, you know, I think she took it in stride pretty well, but uh that's Jesse being socially awkward again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was, uh, we got our picture taken with her too, which was also had its own element of awkward. It's like, we're, we're, we're not young people. I mean, we're young people, we're not young, like this, uh, lovely young lady was, and it was just like, (laughs) you know? Uh, so it was just like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with not doing that again. Um, very (laughs) sweet, very sweet girl, but also, it's different interacting with fans. You never know what to expect, I think. Yeah. Um, and her line was different too. Like sometimes it would be longer, but it was never like a really, uh, you know, crammed line kind of thing. So I think she had a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. So I mean, probably pretty hard to stay high energy all day long, anyways. Yeah. But then to have kind of a a shorter line and and lots of downtime that that makes it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. It can make for a long day. Yeah, you're better off when you're busy. Um, the other one that we jumped in on was uh, Scott Wilson. Mm-hmm. So I I get the impression that was your favorite. Yeah, Scott Wilson was, he was pretty rad. So Scott Wilson played Herschel on The Walking Dead. That show is, is still <laughs> terrifying for me. I don't do gore. I don't do nastiness. Um, Generally, no. you don't do horror. No, really don't. Um, with certain ex- with with certain exceptions, um, obviously The Walking Dead being one of them, because um, it's because and horror usually uh, the morality plays are the ones that I can watch, but not the the torture porn. Herschel brought an element um, to the show that was very interesting, I thought, and every character on the show does. Every character on the show is very interesting and very human and completely human at that. I dig shows where. Um, they aren't caricatures of people. They're people. They have their rights and their wrongs. They have people that you love them in one minute and hate them the next. Um, and so meeting him was, was really cool because there was like no one in the line. So we walked right up and 
chatted just briefly and uh, we elected to get a photograph with him rather than get an autograph. But as we walked up and after we chatted, you know, just pleasantries, la la la, um, had said, uh, as he comes out to do the photo, he's like, where's my hug? (laughs) It's right here. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he's greeting people. It's really cool. And because I'm a hugger, so it was like, yeah, <laughs> it's good to meet other huggers. And uh, very, very genuine, very affable, um, and just happy to be there. And so I got to tell him how he made a very, very scary show very watchable for me. And uh, and then unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he, he kind of had, uh, he agreed with me a bit. He had said that... Um, when when he first heard about it, uh, he was like, Bleh. and then he actually started hearing about it and seeing some of the development going on, and he was like, oh, yeah, I want to be a part of that. It was it was interesting chatting with him. He was a very nice guy. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely the highlight of our media guests mm-hmm. uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going from that, then I think our our final experience was was kind of more indicative of what happens when you've got the uh, the big big name. And we, uh, on Saturday, we got in line. We got there early before the con opened, and then we made a beeline to uh, Karen Gillian's line. Or Gillian? How do you Gillian? How, I always I don't know. Wrong. We it's always Jill, say it wrong. Gillian? Gillian? It's Amelia Pond. Amelia Pond on Doctor Who, <laughs> yes. The, the full grown-up version of mm-hmm. Amy Pond. Mm-hmm. So we, we got there, and we got in line uh, with one of our buddies, and... Uh, stood there for about an hour. <laughs> and uh, that was the first time that whole weekend that we had to deal with the VIP system and uh, and how that worked as far as getting in lines for autographs and those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, now, I had done this the year before, so you go ahead and exp- you go ahead and talk about that experience. So when you when you line up um, in this huge crisscrossing back and forth line, there's also a line right next to you that says VIP. And if you paid oodles and oodles of dollars um, for a sweet little neck badge, um, you could just cruise on past all of us that have been standing there for an hour or two and get your autograph or experience right away. You didn't have to wait in line unless it was your little VIP line. So anytime a VIP showed up, they just cruised on past. Uh, Kind of put our line on pause. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I can see why people do VIP passes, uh, depending on if if the uh, uh, the media guest thing is your thing. Uh, so there is that. So yeah. So waiting in line for Karen was uh, <laughs> it waiting in big lines is is a test of patience. Um, I think I'm pretty collected a lot of the time, and then you make me wait in a line. it's like ah so shifting weight so i decide you know trying to stay moving so i'm not getting sore but at the same time not making people nervous i mean i was doing yoga poses i had you know people making comments it was it was definitely interesting oh yeah the conversations with the people around us because i made some joke about doing a a balanced pose that made it look like i had to pee and so this guy's like this lady says she has to pee and like yeah. yeah, that became a whole running gag yeah. of, oh, uh, would you like some more of my soda? Yeah. You know, like, like yeah. sure, yeah. You know, feel free <laughs> to go 
Yeah, to the yeah. restroom. Because that means I'll be that much closer in line. Uh-huh. Yeah, so waiting in line, and then uh, one of her um, handlers, I guess that's the way I put it, one of her handlers, um, comes around and starts uh, asking if you're getting a ticket, if you're going to... Uh, purchase an autograph uh so she comes through and gets we we pay her like 60 bucks um for this little ticket that we're going to turn in for a picture that she's going to put her name on and then she comes through again about 15 20 minutes later with a sticky note wanting to about what how we wanted to personalize that autograph so we put our sticky note with like holly and jesse on it on our thing and are moving through. So when we actually get up there, it's like this well-oiled machine. You stop, you get your picture, you hand the ticket to them, you sl- they slide the picture over, and she engages with you for all of 10 seconds while writing out her autograph. And so all of the engagement, all of the opportunity to actually talk to this human being that you look up to uh, is pretty well taken away. I get it because it's a huge line. Yeah, her line was enormous. It was massive. I mean, wrapped around. Like, there were hundreds of people in line. So I totally get that. But um, I also feel like if someone spent 60-plus dollars to, uh, to, to get to get their, some, for some people, their idols, someone yeah. they really, really like. I mean, we just, we just think she's cool, <laughs> you right. know? Right. Uh, and so that, that part was, was a little bit, like... That was tough for me. A little like, disillusioning, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was. Um, oh, for me. And then you have someone like um, Scott Wilson, who was like, "What's your name? Hey, where's my hook?" <laughs> you yeah. know. And then yeah, so that was that was a little bit. Um, well, and because she was one of the big names, then uh, you got the opposite situation where at both uh, Caitlin Blackwood's table and at Scott Wilson's table, you could take pictures with them mm-hmm. at the table where, uh, with, with Karen, you weren't allowed to at all, no photos, mm-hmm. you know, they it said at the, at the line break or the, the bridge and they're kind of like policing it. They're kind of watching. So there was that. And, and so just kind of as like a backstory, we went through kind of this whole, like, should we, shouldn't we thing about getting the photo ops? <laughs> and I even went on to the, the webpage, and on there it said, well, okay, yeah, you can say hi or whatever to your media guests, but if you want to have, like, a more meaningful interaction with them, you should save that for the autograph line. And so that was one of the reasons that uh, we we opted not to do the photo op, was because it sounded like, well, you're not really allowed to talk to them. Uh, we you know come to find out that being in her line that long, uh, you basically got that same level of interaction <laughs> for you know almost the same price because yeah. a, a photo with both uh, her and her cousin, the young Amy Pond, getting a photo with both of those was uh, eighty dollars. So for eighty dollars, we could have said hi to both of them. Which I probably, we ended up spending. Oh yeah, easily anyways. that much for both of. Oh, that just occurred to me. No, yeah, that was my, that was one, that was my main takeaway uh, from this was that uh, if you're dealing with one of the media guests that's super popular, then maybe you just get the the photo op anyways because mm-hmm. you're probably going to have the same level of interaction. Not because she was, you know, like that's one thing that I I, I don't want to misrepresent. 
she was delightful. Yeah, she was she was lovely. There's there's no there's no saying that that Karen was unpleasant or dismissive because that was nope. just that was just the feel that we took away from it. It wasn't how she she was very friendly and she was like, "Hey, change your power," because her yeah. and Jesse are natural redheads. So uh, it was. Did she say she was natural redhead? Is she? I thought she is. Uh, well, I know the other guy at her table was for sure. Yeah. But I mean, she was all about ginger power, yeah. at least. Yeah. So no, it was it was a very fun. She was very personable, very delightful for all fifteen seconds or. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that for me that was kind of a learning experience too. It's like if I'm going to spend my money, I want to have either good food in my belly or <laughs> or something that I get to um really enjoy um craftsmanship of. I guess yeah. that 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 was kind of my takeaway as well. So so that's a good segue to kind of our final little bit um, unless there's other things you want to discuss and that would be uh what uh what about the vendors cuz there was a lot of cool things. Mhm. Uh I would love to talk about Carrie Ellis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Before, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. Okay. There were a lot of media guests. We're just scratching the surface here. Yeah. Those were the ones we cared there, most There was about. Michael Rucker. That was, there was Gunn from Angel. There was Ming-Na Wen, who I would have loved to have met because um, uh, she was Mulan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and right. of course, she was Agent May, but I love her as Mulan. Um, there was Stephen Amell. Amell? Yep. Yep. Amell? Arrow. arrow uh he was and we didn't get to we didn't even get to see him because our timing was wrong um so and carrie always was there and carrie always had like his little area all sectioned off you couldn't actually see it was intense uh, and by that i mean it was literally a tent (laughs) you couldn't see him everybody else kind of sits out in the open yeah And <laughs> and so he was all like shrouded, the shroud of secrecy for the dread pirate Roberts. Um, and so we were actually going to bum rush it. Well, we th- we looked at uh, we walked around the back because there was a section behind the media guests, mm-hmm. and w- we kept joking that we were going to just kind of peek our head in the back while everybody else was waiting in line in the front. We we're just going to go boop, see what was going on in there. <laughs> like, hey guys, see if we could photobomb somebody. Boop. <laughs> well, needless to say, we didn't do that because we were able to continue attending the con. Yeah, yeah, we did. We were able to stay. Um, <laughs> Wait, we we, we joked about that. that with Chris the next day. Uh, that you know, there's no rule against that. And then we come back next year and see it in the con rules of etiquette and whatnot. We're like, hey, that that rules because of us. <laughs> hey, we did that. Hey, that's the keeper rule. <laughs> Cons across the nation are now saying that you can't poke your head in through the tent. <laughs> and he might have been awesome. I, you know, I actually saw a lot of tweets from people that got to meet him that said he was pretty pretty cool. Okay, but it was. You know, we just kind of were like, he's too good. Nobody can see him. You know, he's got his own special tent, you know, for everybody else. Even Stephen Amell, who was only there for Sunday, he he had his table out where everyone could see him, too. Mm-hmm. So it, it just seemed a little off. But, you know. So, uh, yeah, okay. So back to vendors, or is there... Okay, so vendors. There's a lot of merch. Merch mm-hmm. galore. I mean... Oh, the, I mean... It sounds yeah. about right for a con. Sure. Uh, yeah, there was there was all kinds of stuff. I 
I'm really super specific about what I'm willing to buy. So, well, especially after spending sixty dollars on an autograph. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so budgeting, you know, we'll get to t- t- pro tips later, but budgeting <laughs> is going to be uh, obviously one. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really know what to say about merch. It was merch. I mean, it, it was, was pretty. I mean, like you you saw lots of things. You saw kind of your commercial, almost like a commercial storefront a lot of a lot of booths were like that mm-hmm. where you just saw kind of a hodgepodge there's a hastings everything. i mean there's a hastings yeah, in there yeah so. you got krypton comics is mm-hmm. from omaha nebraska so they had their booth there mm-hmm. um, yeah and it's the kinds of things that you would expect to see at uh, krypton comics so it was uh, pretty cool what what, what about s- things that were unique was there anything that was particularly unique about the vendor sections like what were your favorite ones i know you bought um something oh i bought the uh the tarot the x-men tarot um it was a screen printing place mm -hmm. and i can put uh links to it in the show notes if you don't know right off the top of your head i don't know right off the top of my head okay We'll uh, we'll put those in the in the show notes. They, it was very cool. Uh, Axton actually bought a print from them as well, and it was all silk screen pieces of artwork done mm-hmm. on different kinds of paper. So, yeah, they were cool. they were pretty cool. Uh, that was that might be the only thing you bought, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I met um, a gentleman. His series is called uh, Middle Child Syndrome. And uh, he also had a, a kind of a journal comic series called uh, The Colorblind Art Teacher. And so I obviously had to pick those up because Colorblind Art Teacher and all. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of an interesting thing. Those are the the main things that I spent money on were uh, Katie Cook's table, The Colorblind Art Teacher, and then um, my commission mm-hmm. from Kelly Williams, who was a stand-up gent. If I didn't say that before, I want to make sure did an awesome job can't wait to get it framed so yeah that was kind of our adventure at the con so let's uh go ahead and summarize this and 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 throw uh out some just general tips and tricks. pro tips have a list <laughs> use your list have a checklist specifically for traveling to a con and check it off uh some of the things that we failed on backpack backpack yeah <laughs> Poor Holly had uh, her bag, which is like a half backpack. Mm-hmm. Just a purse, like a sling over the shoulder which, purse bag. Thanks, mm-hmm. Thank goodness you had that. Cause that oh my gosh. Yeah. That wound up being brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, it would have been um, a <laughs> much Blech. longer day. Carrying, you know, you're always going to be carrying things, even if it's just the program. Uh, you probably bring your own water in because the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, eating there at the con, mm, glad we didn't do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> expensive i mean it's it's great if you're hungry right then and there and you can't and you don't want to leave yeah. um that's i mean because that's what's there for but they get you on that and like drinks there you could have got mixed drinks for nine dollars for like a cheap mm-hmm. pre-mixed margarita yeah you know so um yeah. yeah so i mean that if that the drinks were like that that'll kind of be a uh, guess on what the food is like um but it was it smelled good it looked good it was yeah. quality food for sure um, but it was also price tag. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wear your walking shoes. <laughs> budget. Um, yeah, budget. Know what's going on. Yeah, know what's happening in the area. Use your list. 
(laughs) (laughs) She can't emphasize this enough. Because those things that we, all of the things we put on that list will go on your con list too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, food, I think, was a big one. Like, we could have, should have packed more. Packed more food. Yeah. And and we even, we even thought ahead and we ate and drank all the things that we brought, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, we could have. more. Yeah, could have had more, could have saved more. That would have affected our budget more. Yeah, all the way across the board. Yeah, and I guess for me, I would also prioritize. Like, I would probably spend less on on media guests. I'd still like to like have the experience, but spending less money on it because I'd rather be able to take something home that I treasure. But uh, that also being said, I treasure my experience with Scott Wilson. So yeah, and you got a photo out of the deal. Yeah, you know, so you will have yeah. that visual, yeah, memorable memorable cue. Yeah. So, uh, no, so, you know, throwing those out there, that's kind of like our, those are almost like our regrets, but, uh, what did you think? Did you, uh, was, was planet something that you would want to go back to next year, say? Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it depends on, uh, again, learning what we've learned and what, who the media guests are and what the panels are like. So we didn't even, um... We went to a few panels, but right. there because there was a little bit of uh, counterbalance. Um, I guess trying to make sure we made what which way to what. We really only got to the two. We got mm-hmm. to uh, being was it nerd for a living? Uh, being a nerd for a living, um, and the timey wine puppet show. And be ready to wait in the line there too. So it was, yeah, you got as good as you gave yeah. kind of thing. Be ready for the people watching. Because people watching is excellent, even yeah. in in states of overwhelm. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would do it again. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Holly, for being with us on Grolic Bites today. My pleasure. Thanks again to Holly Kiefer for letting me fumble through an interview with her for our first episode of Grolic Bites, and also thank you, listeners, for giving this episode a shot. Uh, if you enjoyed, please think about giving us a comment or a review comment on the website or review on itunes or stitcher and uh i hope you enjoyed having your growlitz thank you for listening to growlitz podcast growlitz podcast is a production of the electronic media collective and vocal arrow studios this podcast is released under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license to hear more visit growlitzpodcast.com Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast and like us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Podcast. Boop.